Hello, everyone, and welcome to Search Engine Nerds. I'm your host, Brent Satoris, and today we are joined by Virginia Nussi, Director of Content Marketing at Mobile Monkey. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about chatbots, uh, what's happening with chatbots, what's the rules, what you can use them for, and how you should approach getting involved in creating and operating your own chatbot. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Virginia, great to have you on the show. Really excited to kind of talk a little bit about chatbots with you or a lot about chatbots with you. Uh, but first, uh, just wanted to say welcome. Thanks, Brent. It's awesome to be here. Thanks for inviting me to be a guest. So uh, recently, you actually shifted kind of from an SEO space with uh, Bruce Clay, uh, his company, and you uh, went over to Mobile Monkey, which is obviously one of the top, you know, chatbot uh, tools out there. And, and, and I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, uh, what, it, what, what kind of things are you working on? Like, what is it like for you? And what, what was that transition like? And what are you currently working on in the chatbot space? So for search engine nerds who may or may not know, Bruce Clay is an SEO agency. And um, while the agency did a lot of other channels, um, mostly, you know, PPC, um, social media, there's also content marketing. And so I was the head of the content department there, both internal marketing. Um, so I did the agency's marketing initiatives, um, email, social media. And then also it kind of as we evolved, um, branched into client content as well. Um, and so I've gotten a chance to write essentially for every type of business out there. Um, and, and so that was my, my role at Bruce Clay. I was, is SEO supportive content essentially. Um, and then now I am at mobile monkey and I'm the content marketing director. So it's, you know, uh, an in-house role doing a lot of the same important lead generating digital activities like email marketing, um, our, our blog, um, our social media community, Facebook group, um, and uh, events actually that we've been hosting as well, um, like uh, the chatbot summit, which is it helps marketers just learn about the opportunities of chatbots, and then also a lot of tactical stuff like how to use platforms that allow you to do um, advertising with chatbots, and um, and then we're also doing the growth marketing virtual summit. By the time this comes out, that'll probably be done. Um, but we've got an upcoming Facebook ad summit as well. So you know, just a content marketing realm of 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 educating through content. And so with chatbots, I mean, obviously, this is a topic that's, you know, uh, pretty, pretty current, you know, everybody's, you know, trying to get in with chatbots, everybody's trying to create one, everyone's trying to figure out what's the best way for them to use it with with going from, you know, an SEO kind of even at the content marketing, it's still kind of from an SEO standpoint, going into, you know, a, a tool that's really focused, you know, primarily and almost completely on chatbots, you know, specifically through Messenger, but chatbots in general. Um, what would you say was one of the most interesting or one of the, what were some of the things that you learned or experienced that was unique to you kind of going into that space? I bet that a lot of people listening, you know, this is the Search Engine Nerds podcast. And while, you know, I'm a, as big of a nerd as anybody for search traffic, um, I I think that we don't just 
have the luxury of wearing one hat all the time. Um, so what, what I think SEOs or marketers in general can be aware of is um, that there are always new channels and platforms emerging. And before I, I know from my own perspective, like there's a lot of risk in jumping in a new platform. You have to learn it. You have to um, understand it. You have to build out all new funnels. Um, and so there's like a big learning curve and does your time really make sense to dedicate to that when you've got a lot of other initiatives and plates in the air running. Um, but essentially, you know, it's not about like marrying a channel. It's about finding where people are your audience and, you know, communicating to them there, especially if it's where they prefer to be, um, to get messaging and communications. So I guess that's what I would say um, is my my big like evolution for myself as a marketer since kind of entering the chatbot space is like just you know being open to understanding where where the audience is and and where they want to yeah, communicate and, with you. And and I would say that really fits in because uh, you know most of what I hear from a lot of like uh, the top experts kind of in the world right now, a lot of the people with publish you know publications, a lot of people with really big e-commerce sites, you know, just in general, um, everybody's kind of running along the idea of you know uh, really looking at channels as opportunities, even your website being just another channel, right? And it's like really identifying your product, your audience, you know, your customers, and saying what's the right channel for me to be on and how can I really solve? You know, I think a, a lot of times with SEO, we've we've kind of gotten to a point where the, the website becomes our product instead of our actual product, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, you know, we kind of forget that there's an actual product and if that product sells <laughs> through any channel, it, it, it benefits our business, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So so everybody's looking at, you know, chatbots. What are some of the ways, you know, I mean, I, I think some people get a little lost in the idea of what, you know, problems do chatbots kind of solve? Uh, just kind of picking out the high level different areas. What are the different uses for chatbots right now that you're seeing? The probably the most exciting for me is sending like essentially direct messages to people. Um, like 78% of millennials today would prefer getting uh, a message, uh, a chat message than an email from brands that they follow. Isn't that crazy. Um, obviously, we're not all millennials, but that's just kind of the, the progression of the way that communication is flowing. And um, so I think that... Uh, do you mean almost, do you mean almost like, uh, do you, you mean almost like a newsletter, like a email newsletter replacement yeah. in the sense that they're just, you know, they, people sign up for newsletters and they're like, Hey, I want to get some information from this company when they have a sale or when they have that. But then ultimately yeah. they get all this email they never want to actually look at. And so you're seeing like a, an actual pickup and an actual traction from chatbots kind of replacing that by providing like a text message or, or a, sh a short, quick message instead of a newsletter. Totally. It's a lot more lightweight. It has the ability to be more personal um, and engaging. It's super engaging. Um, comparatively, some of the like open rate statistics that people throw around with this, it's like, you know, if you expect 20% open rate in email, um, you're, if you're fighting for that every time you send out a, an email blast, well, you can look to get 50 to 80% in a, a messenger marketing blast. So that's a big, big lift there. Um, 
So one of the other areas I've seen that I even find, you know, kind of more practical in my sense for what I see a lot of companies doing is the, the, the FAQ or the information. Like I see a lot of the musicians and they'll be like, hey, when's your CD coming out or when's your next concert or, you know, you know, various information like that really uh, has kind of set uh, the, these, um, you know, sites or these these companies up to be able to provide kind of regular information to to their audiences through that kind of chatbot environment the same as like uh, just in general if you're going and asking questions and asking uh, different areas the one thing I'd love to see uh, personally and I was just thinking about this the other day is I really would like to see somebody launch a chatbot for um, computer error messages right mm, so that you could just say a like, bad idea yeah, like I, I constantly have like some random error that pops up, right? And then I immediately go to <laughs> Google and I'm searching like, what's, you know, uh, load 748 not loading, you know, whatever that, whatever the weird, you know, <laughs> message I get is. And then I get like right. about 25 forums where everybody's asking the same question and nobody's answering the question, right? So I'm like, damn, you know, I always thought there really needs to be a website, but you know, that would be really cool if there was just an error chatbot that you could go to a website where you could just put in like, what's this error.com and then have a chatbot where you could be like, what's this error, you know, and type it in. So we're looking at like cust uh, FAQ type things um, you mm -hmm. were talking about, which I thought was interesting, kind of like uh, relating it to almost like a newsletter replacement. Um, what are some of the other areas we're seeing chatbots kind of uh, roll out and, and what problems are they solving? Um, along the lines of the newsletter replacement, I mean, it's a great way for like a publisher to kind of just hook up their RSS feed and have like a direct line if, if they already have. Um, people who, you know, want to subscribe to updates in that sense. Um, for for anyone who's in like e-com, you could send promotional messages like, you know, we're having a sale um, and uh, it, it works for... Oh, go ahead. Even even with e-com, I think you can even actually make purchases, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. in yeah, that sense. Yeah, you can have um, product, uh, like product helper bots, like put you down, like you say, like, if you want to get this cool new skateboard, like, but I don't know what size um, this, it's like a hoverboard. I have, there's a client of ours who is, they sell hoverboards, which is freaking rad. <laughs> uh, but how do I know what size I need? So you know, this will help you, you know, based on your height and your goofy footedness and all that stuff, like pick the product that's right for you. Yeah, I've, I've also seen just kind of toss on for kind of closing out some of the different uses. Two other uses that I think are really cool is um just entertainment. I think uh, Casper, I, I want to say it's Casper. I'm not a million percent sure, but they, uh, Casper or another major mattress company put out a bot called Insomnia Bot. So that when you can't sleep, you can talk to Insomnia Bot and it will keep you company until you do fall asleep, which I thought was really cool. You know, it's like, all right, well, you know, what are you going to do with mattresses, you know, and chatbots? Well, create an Insomnia Bot, right? So I, I like the creativeness of like some of the entertainment style stuff on that. And I also heard of a company out of Russia that's doing chatbots for, um, uh, they're doing it for, uh, what is it? Um, where you all time all Alzheimer's disease, right? So there, there people are forgetting information, and so the chatbots allow them the opportunity to be like, "What's my wife's name? 
how many kids do I have? And it kind of allows them to personally kind of rehash and ask questions into a big database um, that their family members can kind of put in. And then they can also see the questions they're asking and, you know, they can kind of make it to where this is almost like a reminder and it helps with their memory and stuff. So I've seen just a ton of like really That's cool beautiful. ideas out there um, so far. So companies, you know, obviously there's, you know, everybody's listening, thinking about how would I apply a chat bot? You know, you got FAQs, newsletter replacements, RSS replacements, shopping assistance, uh, you know, informational outreach type things, mm -hmm. all these different fun things. Let's say a company's ready to go. They're ready to purchase. They're ready to start building. They're ready to get involved. What are some of the considerations that a company needs to you know, kind of really put down on paper or kind of flow through or, or uh, you know, finalize before they start, you know, building a, a chatbot. You've, you've got it. the team in the room is like, yes, we know we need to go forward. What comes next before they go and say sign up for a service like Mobile Monkey? So obviously the first step in any kind of initiative like this is figuring out what your goal is. So if you are trying to do like a product uh, recommendations bot or if you're trying to get more web webinar signups like whatever your goal is that will help you because some organizations write their bot from scratch they have like a whole developer team and they will um, write a custom bot and um, that's pretty rad not everybody is equipped for that or has that kind of heavy weight need um, so if for you know, organizations who decide that they would rather have an easy visual chatbot building platform, um, then they would go to mobilemonkey.com and and sign up there. It's basically these are the tools that you need from a, a chatbot building platform. You probably want a you know a, a chatbot builder. The the fact that Facebook mess oh. I should mention that it's Facebook Messenger is the platform that a lot of these bot building platforms are built on. Um, so Facebook Messenger in 2016 opened up an API that allows, pro, um, you know, tools developers like Mobile Monkey to create visual editors, just like, you know, your MailChimp or your WordPress, like a visual editor that allows you to interface and create um, some content that you can send off to your audience. And um, and then so the chatbot builder that's visual, that's something that you probably want to consider. You'll want to learn about the Facebook ads integrations, um, because if you're running ads on Facebook, um, you're probably spending more than you need to be for leads to your website. Um, and so chatbots can help with that. Um, and also, you know, understanding the different analytics capabilities of your platform, um, understanding if you can integrate your other business applications with your Messenger uh, platform so that you can get leads from Messenger and then, you know, directly automatically port them into whether it's your CRM or your email marketing platform or um, any other kind of notification system that you have. So, so you mentioned like uh, right from the start, you want to find out like the problem you're solving, right? So how does a company mm -hmm. necessarily determine that? Like, what would you advise somebody who's, you know, granted, they're going to go forward and they're going to buy, you know, uh, uh, you know, an interface. They're, they're going to have the technical capabilities of integrating that into different ways, you know, through analytics or through paid campaigns mm -hmm. or whatever. But what is that kind of 
what's the process you would recommend for somebody, you know, before they make that decision? Like when they're trying to solve that problem that they're hoping the chatbot will solve, how would they kind of formulate that plan? Do you write down a bunch of questions? Do you, you know, consider the type of personality? Do you put like a persona mm-hmm. on the bot? Like what, what are the steps that you would say are important? Definitely. Those are all rolled into this. I mean, the, the chat bot's going to be kind of another representation of your brand, just like your website. So um, you want to be able to translate your brand into your chat bot. I would definitely take my um, brand handbook if, if there is one um, and or just, you know, my knowledge of like what the, the tone and the familiarity and the things that you're likely to say are Um Make sure that's all kind of in writing or at least like at the front of your head. Um, and then as far as like what's your bot going to do, you had mentioned a lot of really creative ideas that are awesome. But like don't let like some brilliant creative like inspiration stop you from kind of just getting in there and starting. Because other use cases like you mentioned, the Q&A bot, that you can just throw up and that will help you just get a better sense of like what chatbots are capable of. Um, so I would say just enter with Q and a, because that's just taking any like brainstorm list. It's actually taking the FAQ off of your website and putting it into the chat bot and setting up that programming for if somebody asks, what time are you open? Um, deliver this answer. You know, we open, these are our hours. Um, and if you take that first step, then you find you become a lot more creative, you know, like thinking about like now you've, you've got your, your bots brand uh, brand voice executed and now if you want to come up with a, a cool um, quiz bot for your bot or um, you know a game um, like you were talking about like a, a helpful tool for um, reminding somebody you know if they've got appointments um, so one of the cool things that I was talking about uh, I, uh, recently about voice search was uh, a friend of mine was, ex- you know, you know, reading off some stats that they had from, you know, the tools that they run. You know, they're they're working at Bing and whatnot. And they were saying that mm-hmm. um, something like uh, there was sixty thousand uh, voice skills that were added to Amazon, and less than one thousand were used more than once. Um, Mm. You know, you mentioned like dive in, you know, kind of start creating something. But how much of a concern is there that you only get one chance to impress? Like how how hard is it? You know, how much do you need to consider that when putting together your FAQ? Because if I know if we did one for Search Engine Journal and, you know, I, I have no problem like ever saying when something, you know, I've been involved in and maybe it could have been better. But we, we launched it internally. You know, we launched it a little bit just to kind of play with it. And within two minutes, I was like, I couldn't get answers that I wanted. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, if this was my first time using this app, would I ever come back and use it again? Because of that, it didn't help me, right? It didn't give me what I needed or it didn't have enough robust, you know, uh, you know, catalog of, of information that I needed. Um, do you feel like that exists as well for chatbots? And that even though people are diving in with, say, an FAQ, they should spend the time to, like, really kind of flush out the questions that should be in there? Or can you jump in with just a handful of questions and be successful? Would would you say that your website's ever done being built? 
No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that. No, but I mean, I would say that if you came a, a, upon a website and it had no information and just a logo, and, and you and came, you might by, be turned you, off. You might not. You might say, okay, well, this website doesn't provide information. It's just got an address and a phone number and a logo, so it's meant to be an informational kind of, you know, website. So I'm not going to come back again because I know that what I'm looking for is not on the website. I would say that everything has to be an iterative process. You know, it, it sounds to me a little bit like maybe the brand is missing from the SCJ chat bot. Like maybe you have, um, you know, you're obviously a stakeholder. You can help the design of this. And so there's key things that you that are missing from your bot that you want to see put in. Well, I think that it's pretty easy with a platform like Mobile Monkey to add those. Um, that's the nice thing. Another thing about um, the Q&A feature is that we can see unanswered questions or the, you know, whoever's using the tool can see if there are unanswered questions and they can see if they're being unanswered like multiple times. So um, it's to set up a, a, a response bot for that unanswered question is like two clicks of a button. So when um, you, say un you say unanswered questions, so you're like inside like i'm not familiar maybe let's assume i'm not familiar with the platform right so inside mm -hmm. the platform you have uh kind of like a cms right where you, you've got some sort of you know uh, totally. screens and visual screens to kind of piece through is there like a report in there that shows like the questions that were answered the questions that were not answered and that not answered question would show you like hey somebody asked this question and it's been asked like six times you know and it bubbles up to the top that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you just click on that. If you see like, so, um, the, this is the Q and a like page of the, like you said, editor. And if you just click on that unanswered question, that's they're sorted by frequency of being asked without answers. And then you can just program in your response after that. So it's pretty simple. I've always been curious. Is there any feature existing now or coming where, they can kind of determine these questions are not identical, but they're asking the same essential thing? Or is it still just kind of tracked as this is an individual question? Uh, yeah, it is tracked as an individual question right now. What you're talking about is kind of like natural language processing, which is going to be awesome when it's available. But I think it's a really hard problem for engineers to solve at this point. Yeah, okay. So so what do you do? You just basically find those questions and then kind of expand on that. And do you have like a cadence? Is this something people should do every day? Or is it something you can kind of do every week? Or is it based on just how much availability you have? Yeah, I mean, all of the above, right? If you have the availability to kind of um, tool with your bot every day, that's great. Um, it, depending on how often you're probably, I mean, maybe the most realistic thing is like, I'm in there sending um, a, a ma mass message out uh, twice a week. So if I go in and I just hit my Q&A and I see if there's any questions that I can line up with answers, then um, I'll do that at the same time. Seems efficient. So, oh, you know, basically we've seen, um, even from Larry, he's been putting out some updates over the last couple of months. Uh, Larry Kim, the C, you know, the founder of uh, Mobile Monkey, for anybody who's listening. Um, even Larry's been putting out some messages of like 
some pretty significant changes from time to time on the rules of using chatbots or the technology or the permissions or what's working and what's not working and so forth. Um, you know, obviously this is something that's kind of evolving in front of our eyes right now and kind of becoming standardized uh, as, as we use it, uh, which is what I love about this time in the internet space where you can actually be involved 100% in, in a technology that's barely, you know, six months old. Um, what are some of the key advancements or changes in the last, you know, say 2018 that people should be aware of in your opinion? And do you have like a sense of like maybe what rules have changed or what lessons have been learned uh, that you could share? There are a um, number of rules that are unique to Facebook Messenger. So if, if somebody is just getting started in Messenger marketing, um, you can just do a search for um, Facebook Messenger rules, and I wrote a post on it. But here is the highlights. Essentially, you know how email marketing, like you always have to have an unsubscribe message. You can only message people that like opted in for messaging. Um, there's there's rules, and there's not really any central regulation for email marketing, though. So um, the with Facebook Messenger, there is a, a central regulator, and um, you can potentially get warnings or banned or permissions, you know, restricted um, if you don't follow their rules. So it is good to be aware of them. Now, it's a there. There's maybe a main couple. There's there's three different types of messaging that you should be aware of: standard, promotional. And are sorry, sponsored and um, subscription messaging. Um, and if you fall under sub, uh, standard messaging, you get 24 hours to message somebody who's gotten into first contact with your bot. And I would recommend that you use that first 24 hours to try to opt them in to subscription messaging, which gives you more of an unlimited ability to send follow-up messaging in the future. Um, and and that's just basically how you get on what's, the whitelist. What, what, what's it take to get somebody to transfer? So, so somebody's interacted or something with the bot and you have a 24 hour time period is what you're saying that you're allowed to message them um what happens after mm -hmm. that 24 hour time period there is it's actually technically the 24 plus one rule and so after that 24 hour time period you get one more follow-up message um at any point and um that would be, um, you know, your last chance basically to get them into subscription messaging probably unless they engage with your bot. Um, so if they send any kind of response, if they click your button or click your link or um, ask you a question, that's an engagement and that resets the 24 plus one uh, clock. Interesting. So, so you could, you could, you know, have a strategy that says, you know, I'm going to incorporate, you know, something that, you know, inspires somebody to respond, right? So that they, yeah. would, they would kind of reset that. So what's it mean to transfer from, so I, I've got, 
you know, I say, hey, you know, do you have a question, you know, with some integration on my website or through, you know, somebody lands on my Facebook page or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I present them a sort of uh, opportunity to interact. They interact and that puts me into my 24 hour time period where I can message them. Um, and then I'm converting them to a subscription. What is the process for that to happen? Engagement is key, you know, as with like all things, but especially on Messenger and engagement can be, I think you have to think in terms like more of just like on a personal level rather than like a um, direct sales kind of level. Like how can I get somebody to engage? I know this about them because or whatever it is that you know about them based on who you know, what you know about your audience or how they entered and how they first contacted you. Um, so like if you were Larry Kim, like you might ask, like, do you like unicorns as much as I do? Who possibly could? Um, but uh, so any kind of engagement is good. And I think it's great from just like a you know, marketing perspective of just being a, a more bigger, like, broader focus on you know entertainment on value um but you asked about like step by step so um in the first 24 hours you can send as many messages as you want pretty much unlimited they can be promotional or they can be non-promotional um i would say you set up a drip campaign a drip campaign is an automation very similar to e where you set up a timer so when somebody enters this audience then i'll send them these this sequence of messages um, and you say like, you know, in the first five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is. Um, and then, um, you basically are like, kind of like welcoming them to your bot experience. So this is definitely the time you want to be super charming, uh, and offer a lot of value and, um, basically get somebody to understand like the value of what you're able to provide there in messenger. It's a very personal experience. It's, it's kind of like, you know, just like text messaging with a friend, like you, we're asking people to kind of become like a, a contact in a way that we get direct push notifications. Um, so, yeah, just kind of be on your best behavior. So as you're interacting, is there like what's the actual subscribe part? Like do they actually do you give them a message that's like, would you like to subscribe to this bot or is the engagement itself the subscription? Like what's the, the fit? What's the technical task that's a accomplished to transfer uh that that engagement to an actual subscription it's it's called opting in um but you can use different language sure. uh, you know you can be creative like just similar to like somebody opting into your newsletter subscription list like there's gonna essentially be a button where it's like yes sign me up but like what if you use different language what if you're join the vip club or um, whatever it's going to be like. So say if you're in e-com and, you know, somebody contacts your bot asking a question about um, what size is this available in or will it come back in stock? And then um, now you say, well, would you like to get on the VIP list to get special promotions? The thing about subscription messaging is you're not supposed to send promotional messages. But remember, if somebody engages with your bot, you can send any kind of message that you want. So once they're on the VIP list, you can send them a message at any time, as long as it's non-promotional that says, um, Hey, how are you feeling today? <laughs> you know, great. Or like, do you like to save money? Yes. So then you can follow up with, well, here's your coupon because they engaged. Uh, so, the, so let me kind of recap what I'm understanding. So you start a conversation with a chatbot. 
And that chatbot gets a 24-hour period in which to communicate with you. After that, they get one additional opportunity to get you to either engage, to reset that 24-hour period, mm -hmm. plus one, or yeah. to sign up so that they can now message you non-promotional updates on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Every time, so if somebody goes through that process, they're like, hey, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm looking for these shoes. Well, what about these? Okay, thanks. They go away. Later, you send them a message and say, hey, did you like those shoes? And they come back and they say, yes. Now you have your 24 hours. You're like, want to know when they, uh, we have other cool shoes? Join our club and get your mm -hmm. you know, information. Okay. Now you can, yes. now they're subscribed. So later, like a week later, you ping them and say something like, hey, are you still looking for any new shoes this? week if they don't mm -hmm. respond then you mm -hmm. you can still message them again but you can't send them anything promotional like a coupon mm -hmm. but the minute they respond yeah. you can now send them a coupon you got it so the idea is to have a strategy that allows you to one um, you know, get them uh, accustomed to you, get them, you know, uh, comfortable with the engagement and then get you to essentially subscribe. And then it's the strategy of saying, how do I engage with you further in a way that you respond to me um, uh, so that I can give you some follow up promotional element? And ideally, you'd want that 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 kind of poking or that kind of engagement to be followed up with a promotion that made sense. So instead of saying like, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Here, buy some shoes. It's more like, you know, <laughs> did you get sure. the, sh the shoes that you wanted? And then it's like, I, you, you know, no. Okay, well, here's some, right? So you'd obviously want it to be connected, but that would, that sure. is, is, so that essentially is, you know, the, the, um, that's the opening and that's the subscription. Did you say there's three types of engagements with the, with the chatbots? That's right. The last one is sponsored messaging. So uh -huh. that allows you to send a promotional nature message anytime you want to somebody who's already in your messenger list. Are they? Contact. You mean subscribed or anybody that's ever engaged with your chatbot? And ever engaged, yeah. So that's one way to kind of buy. If you can't get these people to engage, then you can always send them yeah. an ad. Yes, um, exactly. is, is there a way of segmenting that right now? Or, I mean, you know, yes. with with retargeting and all these other things, they have those same mm -hmm. kind of functions that are like people exactly. that have never engaged with the app, you know, the chatbot do this. Mm, okay, so not quite like that, but it is through Facebook Ads Manager. And basically you're sending, uh, you're limited by people who have already messaged your bot. So that's the number one thing, but it, it is allowing you to send a promotional message, which you can't normally do unless you follow the other rules um, but you can layer on top of all of your contacts um, the normal Facebook ad um, audience targeting ability like you know whether it's demographics or interest or your own custom audiences list so yeah so, so one of the things that I saw in a couple articles and I haven't followed up on recently, but I thought was really cool when I saw it was this ability to be able to do Facebook updates where when somebody comments, it actually goes through the messenger into the chatbot. So you go in and you do an update that you're like, hey, what's two plus two times seven plus eight, right? First one to answer, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Everybody starts answering numbers and each time they do yeah. that, you, you're, they're essentially responding through Messenger, which opts them into that 24-hour period yes, for communication. Totally. Is that still something that's being done and working and, in, and is acceptable, or is that, has that changed as well? 
That is still totally a thing. And I love it because it, people get really creative with it. I mean, I've seen some amazing, um, these are called Facebook post autoresponders. Um, the mobile monkey tool is called the comment guard. But essentially, if somebody, like you said, comments on a post that you've comment guarded, then the bot will respond. So some best practices for this are letting people know that when they comment, they'll get the like some follow up from from the bot. Um, but like you can do all sorts of things. You can run contests this way. Um, you can, uh, I've seen lots of contests and giveaways or even just like something that is um, engagement bait for lack of a better word. But like there was a, a hunting retailer who had a picture of ducks. There was like a, there is like how many breeds or not breeds um, varieties of ducks do you see in this picture and so you know everybody wants to get in on that action and see if they got the answer right um, you know you'll get the answer in the bot let us know I also saw somebody who's kind of like a, a life coach who said would you like to get my um, mood board tips like type mood board in the comments and then follows up in the bot and then you kind of go through the funnel of, you know, she'll give you the mood board tips, but then she wants you to kind of sign up for her, her training course, that kind of thing. Yeah, my brain immediately starts going, it's like, all right, well, what could you do to like, hey, guess how many ducks are in this picture? And then as soon as you guess, have it follow up and be like, is that your final answer? <laughs> and just mm. try to convince them to like, you know, you know, say, yes, I, I, I that's what I think. Mm. Okay, now you've got another engagement, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, or, or we, we did a quiz yesterday. You responded. Do you want to know what the answer is? Type yes. If yes, no, if you still are considering, right. And that way you could get your additional 24 plus one, uh, 100%. uh, extension. Okay. So that sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a pretty interesting way of approaching it. And I think the last thing I really wanted to talk about, you know, just because I want to make sure we're getting as much usable information out to any listeners as possible is this concept of being able to replace your website, you know, uh, customer support chat with, uh, a chat bot. Um, and, and, and essentially utilize like your website or other, you know, um, aspects to drive uh, that, that first engagement into the chatbot. Um, is this something that uh, you're seeing a lot of, you know, as far as like the application of this type of concept? Or is this something that's still, um, you know, is this considered OK? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Thanks for bringing that up. We should have mentioned this in the earlier kind of discussion about like the most common use cases of, of a chatbot um, because it dovetails with the Q&A. You know, if you've, if you've got a bunch of FAQs already answered or can, can respond to people's questions, um, putting that chat box on your website is probably going to get you the most um, visibility for that. Um, and so it is there's a lot of advantages to to putting this messenger bot as your website chat widget um you don't necessarily have to staff as many people or and also your users are going to be able to get their answers immediately so no wait times not you know waiting in the queue for this or that um and then there's the ability for a live operator to take over so if you've got um somebody had a question that the bot couldn't handle then there can be a notification to your like human team to like pick this up Awesome. Awesome. I think, man, I, my mind starts going on all kinds of things. It's like do a Twitter chat, you know, and then make sure everybody answers through the bot, you know, like how could you do other things that drive people back to, you know, um, 
to being engaged with your chatbot because a lot of times it's like look i've got this chatbot we've you know thought it through which you know if i if anybody's listening i definitely think you know diving in is a great idea but i would sit down and like consider the information and kind of really fill out as much as you can from an faq standpoint um before launching but i mean definitely after that i could imagine like you obviously want to drive a lot of exposure Right. So doing some of these, you know, posts on Facebook where the uh, comments go through Messenger, adding a box to your website so that support questions are now engagements, you know, putting a link in, you know, maybe even swapping out like that email address and newsletters to where, you know, hey, got a question or need a response, you know, uh, you know, uh, click here. I wonder if people could even like do something where you send a newsletter that's really annoying to a ton of people like from email lists that you might have bought and then um, you put an unsubscribe and the unsubscribe goes through a chat bot. <laughs> like you could drive some pretty huge numbers. Um, uh, and then engage. Oh my God, chat engage. Bots are perfect for you. Oh, so you could totally do that. And then what you do is the chat bot response says, uh, you have been unsubscribed. Would you like to be notified when you're subscribed to other newsletters in the future? And then they click yes and actually join the subscription level. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right, no, yeah. you're an engagement hacker. So this is like totally up your alley. Yeah, that all sounds pretty fun. Well, I wouldn't advise people go too crazy with it because um, I think one thing we've learned from social is you can see a lot of fun ideas and then all of a sudden you're banned and now you're out of the game completely or your brand gets exposed. So even though my mind goes to kind of, you know, what can you what can you do to have fun with it? I think from a company standpoint, you probably want to really consider all of these things. Another thing I'll throw out there just as my personal last comment real quick because i'm kind of thinking about it is um one of the big advices out there for voice assistants right now is to really think about what's the the emotional feeling you want your audience to have from engaging with you and i think that that's another thing that you should really kind of consider um i know mobile monkey in their you know in your chatbots um when you guys are interacting with people it's very humorous it's kind of lighthearted. it's got you know it tries to be a real person right a real friendly person um where other things can feel very robotic or very kind of broken so i i definitely think that right now these are replacing humans and and i think it's really important to kind of consider what kind of you know persona or personality you want your replacement to have to represent your company um and that would be my last thought any last any last suggestion or thought you want to give the audience listening about chatbots you got to give them a spin i mean i'm sure they've been around long enough that i think most of us have run into them but um i do personally write the mobile monkey and larry kim chatbot so thank you for uh all that feedback on how you know they kind of I try to make them superhuman. So um, if you go to Mobile Monkey on Facebook and interact with the bot, you'll just kind of firsthand see what you can possibly do with messenger marketing for your own business. Awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit, uh, Virginia, if people want to follow you, they want to follow your writing. I mean, obviously you're doing, uh, you, you know, a, a lot with Mobile Monkey being the director, director of content marketing. So uh, just take a moment, tell people how do they follow you? What's your handles? Where are you active? Where can they follow uh, the Mobile Monkey uh, stuff and so forth? Okay. It's, um, I'm Virginia Nutty. And you could probably find my name spelling in the in the show that you are I will. listening I'll make to. Sure it's in there. 
<laughs> and so that's me, Virginia Nessie, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. I just started my own bot. Please, like, don't be harsh. I still have to build out a lot. So unlike Brent, I haven't, like, fully planned it, but I just kind of jumped in um, so that I can demo a lot more of the, like, kind of, like, use cases, examples, and creative things that creative ideas that we're thinking of that you can do with bots so on facebook the page is botgirl.io awesome awesome virginia it's a pleasure having you on i appreciate you kind of diving into this stuff this is something i think a lot of people are still trying to figure out and i think this this whole dialogue back and forth is really kind of uh guided you know through those first couple steps so i think it, it should be really useful and i appreciate you giving us the time today it was so fun thank you for asking me on brent thank you